Welcome to Fragmented, a software developer podcast where we talk about building good software and becoming better developers. My name's Don Felker. And I'm Kaushik Gopal. Welcome to the show. Everybody, before we get going, I wanted to tell you about a brand new resource that I released. It's called Mastering Git. It is a free Git course that will teach you everything that you need to know on how to use Git from the ground up in less than 120 minutes. It's super easy to follow. You don't need any specific tools installed other than Git itself. I'll teach you everything you need to know from the ground up using the command line and the 20% of commands they're gonna give you over 80% of the benefits for you and your day-to-day engineering career. Now, there's a ton of Git commands out there. You may not be sure which ones you should use. I've been using Git for over 12 years now from the command line, and these are the distilled down commands that I use on a day-to-day basis. I'm gonna show you how to use each one of those from initializing repositories, making commits, how to create branches, conceptually what are branches how do they work branch naming strategies how to merge how to utilize merge tools how to handle merge conflicts how to merge branches how to create pull requests on things like github how to cherry pick how to view logs how to create aliases and so forth i cover all of that within this course there's no fluff in it we hop straight into it and you're going to learn everything that you need to know in order to become a master of git again there's not a lot of commands that you're going to learn this is the course that i wish that i had when i started doesn't matter if you're a beginner or if you're advanced you're going to learn something for this however if your team member is new or you're just learning git or you want to be able to kind of understand it better this is the course for you so check it out. The link is going to be in the show notes. You can also view it at donfelker.com slash git. You'll be able to see a nice demonstration of what is inside of that course on that page, and it'll link you directly to the actual video itself, which is free on YouTube. You can also visit my YouTube channel, which is going to be at donfelker.com slash YouTube. You can find it there too. So again, go to donfelker.com slash git for the free git course and learn git and master it. And I really hope that it helps you. Let's hop into the show. everybody welcome back this has been a long awaited show uh one for for me especially because uh i've been doing a lot of solo shows lately and um look hey without further ado welcome back kaushik hey hey it is good to be back this is almost like a reunion show it, 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 it's funny <laughs> because i mean we constantly chat with each other now and then but obviously mm-hmm. we haven't recorded an episode together uh yeah. but i'm happy we're here and we're finally doing it yeah, exactly. So it's, and I think, you know, a lot of questions came up since, you know, uh, we've, you know, been kind of somewhat sporadic about the podcast. And one of those is when are you guys going to come back or when's the show going to be more consistent? And that kind of got into a discussion between us of like, all right, well, what's going on? And both of us have a ton of things going on. And that kind of boiled mm-hmm. down to another discussion, which brought us to today's topic, which is just productivity in general. So we wanted to kind of dive in and just talk about some productivity stuff. And you actually, uh, for folks that don't know, Kaushik on the show here has tried a ton of different productivity tools, introduced me to a ton of different productivity tools. When I kind of work with a new one, I sometimes will just ping Kaushik saying, hey, have you tried this one yet? And uh, usually it's always yes. And uh, with 
various pros and cons. So we wanted to kind of hop on today and talk about productivity in general and uh, tools and to-dos and and we'll go from there. As you were saying that, I just realized Don is an extremely productive person already. So I would come in, throw these tools and probably make them less <laughs> productive in the process. True. <laughs> uh, but yeah, productivity tools, productivity tools or like, you know, to-do tools or apps have always like fascinated me a lot. Uh, you know, and I I had like the late realization where I'm like, as much as I'm suggesting all these tools to Don, you're a pretty productive person for those who don't know. Like, uh, I guess at this point, a lot of people do, but you get a lot of stuff done, you know, and pretty fast. And you're very good about organizing and doing things. And I realized I just keep suggesting these tools to him. I should actually ask him what his idea of getting things done is, what apps you use and like, what is your system, right? Uh, and like you said, I've tried a bajillion tools. Like, you know, if the, I've, I've, I've probably heard of every single to-do app or tool out there. Uh, mm-hmm. I've spent way too much time <laughs> trying to figure this out, uh, figure out which tool or app I'd like to use. Yeah. And yeah, I kind of had like, a late epiphany where I think there's a differentiation between systems and tools. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, what I want to do is I want to like maybe talk to you about that, but also like yeah. in that lens, ask you what your system and the tools that you use. Cause I mean, you also use like some pretty fancy tools. Like you're like the master of automation. <laughs> so I definitely want to, yeah. Uh, pick your brains on some of that stuff. Yeah, for sure. I think it's, uh, you know, to kind of just the good questionnaire is like, what was the, some of the things that I've done or how have I remained productive? And you mentioned it early, actually, right as soon as we started, is that you would maybe mention a new tool and kind of derail me. And yes, that did happen, but uh, I didn't really get angry about it because I have a tendency to get, once I find something that works for me, I usually don't deviate from it that often just Mm -hmm. simply because i know it works i can depend on it i can just continually work with it and if in fact as we say this right now i'm still on mac os catalina like oh wow really i don't want to upgrade like i just don't because i know i am going to be unproductive for about 24 hours while i fix a a marae you know a maraud of whatever that proper word is (laughs) a ton of different problems and so I've, I just stick with things for a long period of time. But when you've introduced various different tools to me, it's opened my eyes to things. For example, when we first started the podcast, I think we did everything in Google Docs and then maybe even Evernote at first. And then you said, hey, why don't we go to Asana? And we were on Asana for quite a while. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. And then we've, we've changed a bunch since then. But overall, my process has just been find something that works and then just kind of stick with it. And we can get into the tools that I use uh, throughout the conversation. Yeah. So what about you? What, what I mean, what's been what's been your reasoning for wanting to try so many different tools? What's the thing that you're looking for when you're looking trying these different things? Yeah, you asked like a good question. I think part of the problem is, and that's one of the learnings that I wanted to share. Right? Is I think in th- that difference between tools and systems, what tends to happen is most people tend to find a tool first. And in the process, they kind of find their system. And that's exactly the same sort of uh, pit that I fell in, right? Mm-hmm. I, I keep trying all kinds of tools only to realize it's like, ah, this works, but it doesn't really work. But I think I had to like flip it, right? I had to figure out, look, 
I need to understand what my system is. And I think that's what you inherently did really well. Like when you say, hey, I found something and this works and I just stuck to it. I think that's the right approach, right? You have to first try to understand what is the system that works for you? Like what are, how, how do you operate? And the key difference is there, there isn't going to be like this one tool or system that works for everyone, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to find what works for you. And I think you've found that really well. And once you figure out what that system is, it's not to say that, oh, you know, you shouldn't even look at any less uh, to-do apps or something. Absolutely use them, right? Like a lot of smart people have built really good tools. But I think the difference for me was I had to figure out what my system was. Yeah. Once I figured out the system that worked for me, then I go explore the tools and find out which tool closely matches uh, what I get like, or what gets me closest to my system and then use that or then tweak the tools. Because again, like a lot of these things allow some level of tweaking. So then you tweak the tools yeah. that you use to sort of match that system. Just, you know, because I know a lot of people are like, oh my God, just tell me the tool that you're using. <laughs> uh, the I use this thing called Task Warrior, which is pretty Task interesting. Warrior. Yeah. Okay. It's actually a command line program. It isn't. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was going to get some eyeballs from you, but I'm, I'm going to make my case. I'll, I'll make my case. Task Warrior is like, especially if you're a programmer, one of the advantages with Task Warrior is it's a CLI program. It's like wicked fast and super, it has a lot of the basic features that you would look for and it's adaptable. So that's the thing. Like if you're like, hey, I want this, then Task Warrior really adapts to doing that. But we'll get into all that. I think again, we, yeah, we shouldn't fixate too much on the tool. We should like first understand the system and then fall into the tool. But just like, yeah, you know, put the listeners out of their misery. What tool do you use? And then I'd like to ask you about like, you know, how your system works. Yeah, so I'm, it's, this is interesting because I'm at an inflection point right now in my life with actually changing and questioning everything that I do in regards to um, to-dos, and I group to-dos now under a term known as personal knowledge management. And ah. it's not a term that I've coined. I think that's by Tiago Forte mm-hmm. coined that term maybe, or someone else did. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just how do I organize the information in my life so that it's useful, accessible, and recallable, and I can always find what I'm looking for. Because I can't tell you how many times I have bookmarked a tweet or a Instagram video or a blog article. And and I think I'm like, all right, did I put that in my bookmarks? Did I did I save that in Instagram? Did I put that in my tweet bookmarks? Did I drop that tweet into Chrome and then bookmark the tweet? Like, I don't, where is all this stuff at? <laughs> um, so I have had uh, a big resurgence of that this year, trying to figure out where to put that stuff. But before I get into w- what that is going to be entailed, which I think we'll cover towards the end of this show, because it's about where I'm going next. Um, the process in which I've had for a large number of years um, has mainly been a combination of tools and tactics. And one for me has been every morning um, I write down what's known as a power list on my a paper journal. I use mm. a small, I think it's five by seven line, college ruled Moleskine notebook. And mm. um, I think that's how you say Moleskine, Moleskine, one of those. <laughs> um, and every morning, the, a power list is five things that I need to get done today. They're going to push me towards a, a goal or something that I want to accomplish. And so this could be 
as simple as, hey, let's say that you're you're bad at flossing your teeth, right? That's just the, the classic example. Right. And I say, hey, one of the things I'm gonna do today is floss my teeth. And I, I get to check that off the list. And then the other one might be, hey, I wanna start reading more, so I'm gonna read 10 pages today and just that's it. Like once I'm done with that, I check it off the list. And the other things might be uh, something as working on my side project for two hours, uh, doing some client work, and then you know taking my kids to their you know martial arts activity and and participating or whatever. Mm. And then the goal of this though is every day is I get all these things done and I just check them off and I'm done. That gives me a sense of accomplishment. But then if I get them all done, I get what's known as a W, and that's a win for the day. Mm. And the next day I do the same thing and I write down the five things I want to get done there. Now, if I don't get all five done, I get an L for a loss. And the goal is just to stack as many W's as I can in the month. And the more W's you get, you're just improving every single day. Now, that's only five things. As we all know, we got 80,000 things we have to do. So what I also do is on that same sheet of paper is after my power list, I write my, my goals for, these are like big, huge, audacious goals. Like, you know, I want to, you know, have this cap do this type of investing and I want to have, I want to do this with my kids. I want to go on this vacation and like whatever. And then below that I have my list of, I just call them my to do's. And mm -hmm. that is where I, I brain dump. And I just get everything out of my head on the paper. Like, all right, here's what I need to do that. So let's fast forward, you know, say I did that yesterday, this morning when I wake up, what I go back and do is like, all right, did I finish everything from my power list yesterday? Good. I did. Mm. Or I didn't. And then in my to-do list, what is the most important things that I need to do today? And I'll reread them so it kind of comes fresh to my memory, write my top five down again, and I'll put them in there. So that's how I manage my day-to-day -day high productivity tasks. Mm. There's If there's other things that I want to keep track of, like I have a list of um, places that I want to go visit you know, or fun things that I want to do with my kids. That's actually a name of one of my lists. And mm -hmm. I keep that in an app called Things. Oh, yes. It's, Things is a, a Mac app as well as a iOS app. I don't know if they have an Android version. Um, they do but, not. Famously, they oh, do not. In fact, wow, many years wild. I offered to write them one. <laughs> I, I, I think there's like an Android app where folks have tried to use some similar API. There was one recently like a year or two back, but no, they famously are very Apple-centric. And Apple also like, you know, holds them up you know, all their, like they've surfaced yes. them in keynotes and stuff. So that's why I think they've decided to go the Apple road. Yeah. So I use things from my day-to-day, -day just digital task list. Now, when I was, you know, heavily using Android, I tried a bunch of different things. I think I finally, uh, I settled on Keep for a while. Um, mm. Actually, no, I'm wrong. I used Keep for longer form things. What I used for a long time was actually Wonderlist before it got shut down. Hmm. I loved Wonderlist. It was just simple. I could invite, you know, um, I could invite someone. So if I was sharing a shopping list, I could invite them to add things to the shopping list and we could both check things off or whatever. Hmm. Um, but that's kind of my system right now. It's just, it's mainly, it's paper for the high priority items. And then a lot of the other stuff goes into things. I also use apps and I'm not going to dive into it, but I'll talk about what they are after we go back and forth. I use things like Notion, Evernote, oh, Zapier, yeah. Kanban Flow, Google Keep, and Google Docs. Ah, oh, that's interesting. I, I I like that idea. So the funny thing is when you said like you're, you're in an inflection point where you're trying mm -hmm. to figure out your knowledge management system. Yeah. I know there's been a lot of, uh, there's a bunch of tools uh, that, you know, there's Obsidian, there's Rome, a bunch of those tools right yeah. now that allow some of this, right? So that's, mm -hmm. I, I thought that's the direction that 
you were going to go. But again, it sounds like you've created a system. You're like, look, I, I understand where like I need something to be done and that's where it goes. So you also use your power journal. You say a power journal? Power list. Power list. Power, power list. list. Yeah, yep. yeah. So uh, there's this, again, like this, this is exactly why I want to talk to you, right? Because I think there's mm-hmm. like, a lot of these beautiful concepts that people may not know. And again, uh, my system is also something similar where I've tried all of these things and eventually I've kind of found what works for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a very similar thing uh, called bullet journal. I'm not sure if you have heard of yes, this. Yes, I've done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that sounds similar to your power, like to your uh, uh, power list. Yeah. But I very, think, yeah, I I use those. I actually use that format, the bullet bullet. Yeah, format. yeah, yeah. So I, I yeah, so I think there's like that's the beauty of it, right? Like you try these mm-hmm. different things and then you find what works. Things, by the way, is one of the most. Uh, well, I wouldn't say it's beautiful, but it's one of the like it's a beautifully implemented app. It's one of those apps that they their perfection to like de- like you know detail attention to detail and like perfection mm-hmm. in building those apps. They just knock it out of the park, right? Like their iPad app, their iPhone app, and like you know their uh, yeah the Mac app. They just do mm-hmm. a phenomenal job. They're notorious with being opinionated, and they take forever <laughs> yes, to release updates. <laughs> so if you think they're the kind of company that will just like keep pushing updates. Uh, regularly and you know they'll give you what you want uh uh-uh, uh they are very very opinionated so but but it's it's an amazing app and i've i use things for quite the time i think the thing that really struck me about what you said is i think you do that reflection every day right like that's again an important yeah. piece of the system what i found eventually that works for me like i i you know i i kind of called to do app bankruptcy at one point and i'm like look i've tried everything i just <laughs> nothing is working for me so i'm like screw it all i'm gonna go to using yellow sticky notes and I'm yep. gonna think about things and i'm gonna slap that in front of me and i'm until i get that done that's gonna like remain up there right mm-hmm. uh, and i tried that and that again it was very useful in helping me shape my system so i have something similar too where every day uh i essentially have a bunch of tasks that i want to get done for the day right and mm-hmm. Uh, how that works with the tool I use. Uh, um, yeah, I, I can, I guess, as we go back and forth, I'll try to explain uh, how I kind of try to manage that. But I, I have this thing called, like I attach tags to my tasks and I have a next tag, right? And that's a very special, important tag for me because that mm-hmm. means, look, at any point of time, I cannot have more than, if I have like 10 or 20 next tasks, then the system is broken down, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. that means you, in all likelihood, I'm not going to be able to, uh, unless I'm having an incredibly productive day, which usually doesn't like happen, I'm not going to get 20 tasks done today, right? Especially the ones yeah. that I put in. So part of my system is, look, I need to know for the day, what are the three or four next tasks that I need to do, right? And I kind of merge all my systems. So I'm like, it doesn't matter if it's like work, if it's like a personal thing, if it's like a home improvement thing, if I have to change my air conditioning filter, all that basically just gets clubbed in because that that is important to me. I need to know that I plan to get four things done and I got them done, right? Um, and I think that would translate to the similar thing that you're saying where like, if I get those four done, then that's a win for me, right? Exactly. Um, what, what makes it interesting for me is like, if I don't, I still know, like if I put in the thought to decide what is my important next task. So if I don't get it mm-hmm. done today, it still has to be pretty important tomorrow, right? So I still, yeah. like, I want that to linger. But what I do is, I, in my reflection, I 
every day, like the first thing I do when I wake up is I'm like, okay, what are my next tasks for the day, right? And if I've done like a decently good job out of the four that I planned to get done yesterday, I would have knocked out three. And so I only have one. So I'm like, yeah. okay, uh, let's see. I, I, I got most of what I wanted to get done yesterday done today. So I'm going to add maybe two or three more, right? Or like, hey, this thing's like a doozy and this isn't going to like be done. I'm like, maybe I just need to add one more task and that's all I'm going to get done today. But it's mm-hmm. important as part of my system to know what I need to do today and to actually get it done. So that's, I think, one piece of it. The other thing is, like, so you mentioned you use things as like, you know, a bucket where you can like, uh, put all the tasks that you need to get done. I think that's the important piece. Like, because you can say, okay, well, that's all you need, right? Like, and that was where my sticky note system failed, where I'm like, look, I, I'm only going to add these tasks and that's all I, I care about. Let me just get this, get this done and then power through it. The, the part that I felt was failing with that, for me at least, was like, well, if I think about doing something, right? And this is going back to the GTD thing by David yeah, Allen. Uh, totally. Yeah, we, we'll add links, uh, but basically GTD is getting things done. And GTD is a system. Like GTD is very clearly a system that tells you or like gives you inspiration on how you should approach some of these things, right? And that's what we, we like, I, I, I've i read the book, you know, a long time back, and I'm sure you have as well. And one of the concepts mentioned there is like this concept of an inbox, right? Like you shouldn't keep tasks in your brain. And I think that's also an mm-hmm. important aspect. If I want to get something done, I shouldn't rely on my memory because every day, the process of trying to figure out what my next task is becomes that much more complicated. And inevitably, if there's like time sensitive or important tasks that you need to get done, you could miss those, right? Because it's impossible mm-hmm. for you to remember like all the 50 things you need to do at different points of time, you know, and there's different ways to do it. You can just maybe add like a Google calendar uh, reminder or task. And then what happens is people like, you know, if if as part of your system, you wake up and want to think about your next task, you can just look at Google Calendar or whatever and figure out the next ones. It sounds like you use things, which is great. That's exactly what I used to use. Now mm-hmm. I use Task Warrior for that. And that's the piece where I'm like, well, in addition to knowing what my next tasks are, I also need to have like this keep or like this repository where I can just like throw things yep. in a way where it meaningfully gets enough information but then aids in telling me what my next task is. For example, like, you know, uh, there's different concepts like context. Like I'm, well, if I'm in a different country, right? Or if I go back to India where I'm from and I'm like, I need to get some stuff done there. But, you know, six months back, if I remember something, I'm not going to be able to remember that now. But if I have Mm -hmm. it in a system where uh, I'm able to like somehow tag that saying, hey, when you are in this context, you need to get some of this stuff done, then it's super useful. So having that repository is also important. That's where the tool comes in, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, it does. W- yeah, go ahead. Sorry. The, the couple of things that you, uh, in regards to like Task Warrior and, well, two things. One is the the whole GTD thing, that's where I use, when I said I do a brain dump in my into the bottom of those to-dos, that's following the whole GTD thing is because there's so many if you don't get all the stuff out of your head, those are open loops just taking up CPU cycles. It's just chunking away in the background using up resources. And so for me, getting it out of my head onto paper into some type of tool allows me to know, all right, cool. I have that saved somewhere else. I don't have to think about it. I can then think about something else. Do you find that to be the same case for you? Oh, 100%. That's, yeah, and that's part of like having immediate, like if I think about something, I want to be immediately able to just put it somewhere 
and then mm-hmm. not have to like worry about remembering it for the future or like you know spending those extra cycles so you're you're absolutely on point there that's exactly the benefit i feel uh and it's called inbox uh, that's where like they get sent into in the gtd system and then after that you process it so that mm-hmm. was my other question like when you add your stuff into things how much effort do you put in because i know the gtd system talks about like hey you got to make sure that you also add like tags and blah 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 or no actually sorry the gtd system says that one of the first tasks you do every morning is process your inbox add the necessary information and file them away depending on when you want to get it done right how do you, like have you found that to be challenging or like how do you manage that right like when you put it into things do you just dump it into things and not worry about it and come back and process it later when is your reflection point to process some of these tasks if that makes sense that's yeah it's a fantastic question um before i answer that i just want to ask you this other question that i had here on task warrior yeah yeah is it only on your computer or can you access it from your phone that's a very good question <laughs> so one of the important things with the tool is like i feel it should be accessible everywhere yeah task warrior is it so it's an open source tool by the way so this is like an open source program you can open up the source code and that's actually one of the aspects i want to talk about i think it's a fantastically maintained open source uh, system and we can yeah follow up with that later but okay. primarily it exists only on the terminal on my computer but they have like this sync server system so if you want to create your own app or tool that syncs with this repository where you add your tasks then that's possible and there's obviously a lot of tools and solutions where people have built like free and open source solutions where you can basically run your own uh your server and have apps that synchronize with this so mm-hmm. uh yeah long story short that i do have it uh, available on my mobile phone as well there's the solution i use is wing task so there's someone who created this thing called wing task and so all it does is just task warrior uh, has a program and they have like a task sync server so they're like hey this is the protocol and anyone can write uh, a client to implement this and you can automatically beautifully synchronize between your systems and some people have done that and wing task is one of them there's one more else i f- i forget what it is but you know if you google it you'll find but mm-hmm. i use wing task and so i do have access to like my tasks on the go the difference though is i where like it what the realization i had was for me just when i'm on the go i'm not there processing and really deeply thinking about my tasks right mm-hmm. i'm only thinking hey oh yeah i need to get this done add the appropriate information tags just put it in there and don't worry about it that's what i do when i'm on my phone and when i'm on my phone i'm like okay what's the next task i need to know oh, that's what i need to do that's all that's the extent of the usage of the tool right um because again with task warrior like it depends on how these tools are implemented right the task warrior program on your computer is the full fledged thing right you okay. can do all like why i like this so much is in my mind it's almost like i get sql like querying to my tasks right okay. uh, that's one of the limitation i found with most tools where if i want to like say i'm using things right and i realize suddenly you know what this i'm i'm really busy on you know uh, uh, tomorrow right you know like tomorrow i had four tasks that were set to be due uh you know cuz like sometimes there are time sensitive tasks right and you mm-hmm. need to renew your dmv registration or you need to pay the taxes or do whatever on the on that date and you realize i uh what's an example i have like an eye surgery on that day so like you know there's no way in hell i'm going to be able to do the tasks that were planned on that day query for all of those tasks right and basically 
up the due date by a single day. Because if I'm busy on a Saturday, how about you just move the due date to Sunday? That is not necessarily very easy to do with most applications or programs because again, like, you know, maybe it wasn't built for that. With Task Warrior, it's literally almost like a SQL-like query. So all I do is, okay, query all the tasks that have a due date on X and change the due date to X plus one day. It just allows me to do all kinds of crazy things. like, And that's just with respect to the due date. I could say, hey, this project or trip is canceled. Uh, so, you know, all tasks that are associated with this project and, you know, have this context or this tag, you know, just knock them all out. Like, you know, so what I do is I, sometimes I also add tags for like, you know, if I'm, I'm working on a project and, you know, there's certain tasks that need to be done and I'm like, you know what, this project is deprioritized or somebody else took over this project from me. I don't need to worry about this. I don't want mm -hmm. it in my system. I just query for all references to that project in different ways. And I can just like either nuke it or I can like, you know, archive it. I can do like different things. So that's the power of this. Uh, oh yeah, I went on sort of a long rant, but yes, <laughs> I do have it available. What was, yeah, yeah. What about you? I'm, I'm Because you use things, I presume like you have that on the go, but how important is that to you? Do you also find yourself on the go doing a lot of deep processing with your tasks or is it more like just I need to get it in and then I go back to my command central and then I process these tasks? Yeah, so the online functionality is a number one requirement for me because I need to be mm -hmm. able to access my to-dos or my my information from my phone or from my computer uh, just very easily. And as with, you know, I'm a big proponent of WordPress simply because I can install it and it gets out of my way and I don't worry about it. That's right, the right. whole reason I use it. Mm -hmm. And I feel the same way about tools. Um, there's a lot of folks who like to have a bunch of different things going on. You like to have the command line, have these other tools running. That's awesome. If it works, then perfect. For me, I don't want to install anything like that. I just want to install a tool, maybe right. log into an account, and then everything else is taken care of for me. I'm really lazy. <laughs> so... Yes, online is a requirement. Now to, you know, it doesn't mean that it has to be a mobile app. It just needs to be at least mobile friendly where I can access it from right. a website. Right. That's fine too. Because right. uh, there is a tool I use that's, that does not have an app and that I'll talk about in a moment. But in regards to actually the information management, uh, categorization, processing of it in general, this is the problem that I ran into earlier this year is mm -hmm. I started, have that's where I had the real problem of, okay, this is a really cool uh, tweet thread about building a business that I, you know, in technology, I don't have time to read and process it now. I want to read it later. Where can I put this thing where I actually will read it or where can I use it to reference it later? And I didn't really have a place to do that. And what I found is that I would just kind of drop it in a random document. The same thing goes for let's say I, I realized that I stained my, my only white t-shirt that I had. Mm. And so I need to go buy another white t-shirt. I just don't have the time to go do it right now. I need to put a reminder somewhere. Where can I go do that? All these things were just piling up. And then the same thing with client work, with family work, life in general. I just felt like I had this small little bowl and all the stuff was trying, I was trying to stuff everything into this bowl and things were just falling out and I'm just trying to catch it. And like, I'm just, things are just going all over the floor. I can't keep on top of my life anymore. That's what it felt like earlier this year is just too many things are going on. So I went down a rabbit hole of um, personal knowledge management mm. and I am still um, going down that rabbit hole now. But what I have found is a system that has started to already work phenomenally well 
and I'm going to be digging into it deeper here. I'm actually going to be possibly taking a cohort-based co- course on it with the found, with the guy, Tiago Forte, who created it. And he actually has a course. It's called Building a Second Brain. It's pretty expensive. Mm. Um, but he based it off of some blog posts that he wrote. And the first post was called the PARA method, P-A-R-A method. Uh-huh. And the PARA method is, stands for, think of it as four different folders. And the first folder is one, projects. The next folder is two, areas. Number third project, third folder is resources. And the fourth project, uh, excuse me, the fourth folder is uh, like archive. Mm. And so everything that you do goes into one of these four folders. So I name these folders as I have them right now. One, pro- and just so it's ordered properly inside of a computer screen, one projects, two areas, three resources, four archive. And then based upon that, you then automatically determine where something goes. And so projects are going to be something that you're working on that has a, a end, uh, has a defined goal within a certain time frame. So that might be, uh, I'm going to ship this new feature for my side project, and that's mm. going to be done in two months. That would be a project. Now, an area is an ongoing area of concern. And so for me, for example, I have a couple folders here. One is fragmented. That's just an area. Area is something where you're always going to be kind of working in it. Mm. Fragmented is one. Um, the, my writing is another one. I'm doing some stuff on YouTube is, is another one. Um, and a bunch of other things that are inside of here. So I'll put anything that's constantly being worked on inside of an area. Then in the resources, resources are going to be things that you might utilize, but don't really, it's not related to, it could be related to an area, but it's not really something that you need to access all the time. And so these resources might be, for example, for my consulting company, I have my logo and my my um, my uh, letterhead and my W nine forms. And like I'll put that in the resources because it's stuff that I need to access, but it's only when I need it. But I need to know where it's at. And so resources are things that I'm going to use now and then. And basically, every four months, you're going to kind of come through the areas and resources. Say, hey, am I still kind of am I still doing fragmented? Maybe we decide we're not doing it anymore. Okay, cool. If we're done with fragmented, then I'll, which we're not saying that now, but if we're done with fragmented, then what I would do is I would actually take the fragmented folder and I would move it into number four, the archive. This is where everything goes when I no longer need it and I'm not using it. This might be the side project that you did two years ago that still has very valid, some cool code that you wrote that you might use someday. We all have those. They're all sitting littered on our hard drive. I put all those inside of my archive under a pro, under a folder called, you know, side projects mm. and inside there they're all listed so now if i do something and i realize hey that was cool little script that i wrote i don't know when i'll use that i'm just going to drop that into the archive and so these are going to be like source code or any file related things now the cool thing about this system is that you copy this type of format i'm talking about what's in dropbox right now mm-hmm. but you would copy this format for example um in dropbox is going to be anytime uh, I need to store files that are accessible from my computer and anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And then if there's something else that I need to share with somebody, sometimes I'll put it in Dropbox, but usually I'll uh, rely on Drive for that. Mm-hmm. And then I create the same folder structure in Drive and the same exact areas, the same exact resource folders, everything. So 
I might have a, I'll have a areas folder inside of drive that has fragmented. And then when we record this episode, I'll drop the episode files into the same exact episode files I would have in, a, in Dropbox if I were to put them there. And then I'll share that file with the, the producer who produces the episode. Mm. Uh, I'll just send him the link. And then he sends it to me when he gets back. Long story short, now when I get something that's, I'm out and about, I'm with my kids. I remember, you know, I'm busy doing something. I'm at some fall festival for, for their stuff. And I remember, oh my goodness, I totally need to buy a brand new windscreen for my mic because it broke. Holy crap. What I can do is just hop in into, and I'm using Notion right now to manage all this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to hop into Notion, go into the, maybe into the projects, drop a quick note into the projects, which is something that's hasn't a defined endpoint. Buy a new windscreen for Mike, drop it in or save. Then later what I can come do is say, all right, what project am I working on? I can go kind of grab those things out and it's organized. I know where to find it. If I find that tweet, that weird tweet storm I'm talking about that I want to save for later, I can be like, all right, what is that related to? Oh, that's related to me starting my side project business around communities. Okay, cool. That's going to go into areas, into whatever folder that is, whatever I'm calling that thing. And I'm going to drop it inside there usually in Notion for you know quick notes and stuff like that. So different tools are used for different things, but what ends up happening is the knowledge management system is the same across different tools. Each tool has its own purpose. Information itself, I put all, I'm putting all this in Notion lately. Um, quick to do shopping lists, I'll put into things. If it's files, either goes in Dropbox, if it's specifically for me, or if it's gonna be shared with someone else, that goes into Drive. That's really all there is. The only caveat to that is, is I do have Evernote around <laughs> and Evernote is, this is something I picked up from my other friend is he got rid of his filing cabinet that he had. I'm like, well, how did you get rid of that? I have all these files. And he goes, dude, Evernote is your filing cabinet. He goes, it has great scanning capabilities. And so mm. I just adopted that and I scanned everything in with the Evernote app. Now Evernote is my digital files is my digital um, filing cabinet. So if I get something in from a, the insurance company that I need to save, mm. I scan it in Evernote, drop it in there with the same para method. I have the same notebooks in there, projects, areas, resources, archive, and I put it in there. So I, now I know where to find it. So if I, oh, I need that insurance document. Oh, okay. I know I scanned that in. That's going to be an Evernote. So it is, mm. it's kind of an overarching system applied across various different tools and then I just need to know for what tool do I use that tool for? What do I use this tool for? And what do I use this tool for? And then the information is organized in the same exact place. Ah, oh, that's awesome. Uh, I had some follow-up to this. Your starting bowl analogy is perfect for this, right? That's exactly, <laughs> like, that's, I think, the mess that I usually found myself in, which is why I was like, hey, the tool isn't going to do anything. It's a system, right? Yeah. And so that's why I was curious how you do your processing. Uh, and it sounds like, the way this uh, parameter or this uh, system that you're talking about helps you quickly identify or classify when you think yes. about like a to-do where that's supposed to go. And so I think that's, uh, that was like, yeah, I think that's, that was the question I was trying to ask, like, how do you do that? And it sounds like, well, you've agreed that you have this system that's flexible enough to accommodate all of these tasks. So when you think about it, you're like, okay, I, I know it's supposed to go in this space, so I'm going to do it. But the additional like, uh, thing that I've uh, I noticed that is different that you mentioned was it depends on the file type or it's like the uh, you know the task type and depending on that you know which tool because hey if it's a file and you need it everywhere it's going to go to Dropbox so go there look for your existing system in those 
uh, four folders. Oh, that that makes a lot of sense because that was the question I had. I was like, you can use all kinds of things, but eventually if you don't know when or how to process that, that's what gets tricky. So when you start, like say you're working on you know a project, like you know a side project or you're working on like fragmented, is your process basically then to say, okay, I'm going to work on this. Let me open up things. Let me open up Dropbox. Let me open up Evernote. Let me open up uh, you know all the different places that contain this or like how, how does that work? Or like, do you start off with one place and then that leads you to the other? Uh, say you're working on fragmented now, right? Or like any side project now, how do you use, where do you start? Do you like go and look at one specific tool and that tells you to, uh, and that, and you logically look at other places? Yeah, so that's a good question. There's actually another tool that I use in here to help me plan my day-to-day -day, uh, schedule. And this is the just a caveat here. Like I don't have this system nailed down. I am not perfect at this. I'm still stumbling yeah, heavily sure. trying to get this work to work, <laughs> but I am light years of, of ahead of where I was six months ago for organization and productivity. Mm. And I feel that I have another few light years to go and to reach this point of Zen <laughs> that I'm like perpetually after. Um, so where do I go? One of the places that I go that I've been working on now is actually a website called Kanban Flow. And all it really is, it looks like a Trello. It's basically a Trello board. Um, right. And But I like it because it has a built-in Pomodoro timer. And oh, that's nice. So, so yeah, please tell us what that is. For folks yeah, so Kanban Flow, what I do is I got this from my friend. He uh, he taught this to me. I go there and I renamed all the, a bunch of columns. And so I have a column for each day of the week, Sunday, Monday through Saturday, right? And then I have a, another column called next. And then I have another column for later. And then another column for done. That's it. Those are all the columns. So the week, next, later, and done. And then what I do is once a week, and this is something I'm still refining and something I realized actually Sunday, is on Sundays, I was trying to sit down for anywhere from one to two hours and I plan my whole week. And then I would say, all right, what do I need to get done this week? And then I put things into... Uh, basically, I put a card inside of one of the columns and a card can then be categorized. I could apply a color to it and I named the colors. Mm -hmm. Like a red color was one Pomodoro, the blue was two Pomodoros, and I could say two Pomodoros. And then if it was red or pink or something, like that, it, was, it was greater than three, three or greater Pomodoros. And then what I limited myself to is like, all right, I can get anywhere between, you know, uh, if I'm being really productive, eight to 12 Pomodoros done a day, maybe more if I don't have my kids. Mm. And so based upon that schedule on Sunday, it's all right, Monday, what do I need to do? And now this is where I'm going to put in there, hey, just like you, change the air filter in my house, go to the dentist. And I have to put on how many Pomodoros that's going to take. Oh, that's going to take one or two. And then I can see how much time I have because I don't know about you, but I'll create a to-do list of what I'm going to do on Monday and it'll be like 18 things long and I'll get through six. <laughs> You know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then I get discouraged. And what I found um, over this last year is that Monday through Wednesday, I am insanely productive. I'm like ravenous beast. <laughs> and then like Thursday and Friday hits and I just like want to throw my hands in the air like that meme with the guy throwing a paper in the air, like, you know, F this paper, you know, and like, that's how I feel about my life at that point. I'm like, oh my God, there's too many things going on. It's a version of burnout, it's, right? Yeah. It was, it was every, I was getting weekly burnout from overscheduling. And so once I started putting a limit on what I could do, my friend taught me, he's like, look, when you hit, when you're done with your stuff today, you're done. Mm. Like you're done. Like go, go do something else. Like go outside, go play a video game, go do something else. Now, if you 
if your joy is writing code and that's what you want to do, then do that. But there is zero pressure. If you feel like coding for 20 minutes, you're like, eh, then stop, go get something to eat, whatever. And so that's um, what I started doing is uh, I would plan out the week and then I'd get my stuff done. Now, of course, things happen. Life happens. Things get in the way. You don't get the stuff done. You think you've, again, you're overscheduled, just like agile methodologies. You have to kind of go back and do a retrospective of like, all right, I didn't get those things done. What do I do with them? And so what you do is it's called like rebalancing the board. You rebalance that, that, that board and say, all right, these two things didn't get done yesterday. Where do I put them? Okay. Are they going to get done to this week? Okay. If so, then other things have to move. And eventually you realize you have to move the really low priority items into the later column. Mm-hmm. And if for some reason I realize, hey, this is something I need to get done, I might just come inside of Kanban flow on my phone and say, hey, I need to, to get this done. And that's something that's important that has to get done. Not just like, hey, read this tweet storm later. It's like, no, I got to go take the trash out tonight because if it doesn't, it's not going to get taken out. Um, so I'll do that. And then I w- I've been rebalancing the board almost every day. The goal is to only have to do it around Wednesday. Uh, if things get out of whack. So the issue I ran into earlier this week is realizing that Sunday, I just can't get anything done. I, my days on Sundays are just too chaotic for, you know, family and whatever. And that's when I realized like, you know, cause my friend said, do it on Sunday. It's the beginning of the week. And, and so of course you get that in your mind. Someone tells you that, that that's what you have to do, but that's what works for them. You have to figure out what works for you. And I realized, wait a second, that's not the day for me. The day for me to plan my week is actually Monday because mm. I wake up Monday, I'm excited, I'm invigorated. My kids go to school, there's no one in the house. Now I have freedom to sit down and plan. I can put my phone in the other room and just focus and plan my entire week. So that's uh, starting next week, I'll be doing it on Monday. And every time that I've done this system, uh, which I've, I've probably been doing it for like two months, and if I stick with it continually, the nice part is, all the cards in each column. So if it's what's today, was it Thursday? I just look at the top card on there and I know I have a certain amount of work in there. If I don't know what I'm doing today, I just go to that top card and that's the first thing I do. Now today it might be categorize and reconcile uh, transactions in your QuickBooks business account. God, that sucks. <laughs> but <laughs> you know what? I was like, oh, it's, gonna take, <laughs> it's gonna take me 30 minutes. It's gonna take me one Pomodoro to do. And that's what I do. I grip my teeth, I get it done. I move it to the done column and I start a a Pomodoro timer and it will keep track of how long each one of your tasks take. And then I'll go to the next one. And it's like, it's magic. There's something about it where you just, you get the stuff done and it just feels amazing. So that's kind of the system that I am now moving towards. I'm still kind of transitioning, uh, doing the power list on paper because I'm used to it and it's keeping me going, but I'm trying to completely transition that over to an online medium so I can have everything in one place. This very is, long-winded. No, no, this is like fascinating because there's there's specifically some things I want to like touch on the points. I noticed this like beautiful like similarity where I'm like, I, I realize I'm doing the same things. I just use different tools, right? So the system yeah. lands up being similar. Uh, I want to like quickly touch on some of the points you mentioned. The Pomodoro yeah. timer, mm-hmm. it's crazy effective. I don't know what it is. It's the exact same thing. I don't use it exactly in the same way where I don't classify my tasks into Pomodoro timers. It's like uh, mm-hmm. sizing the tasks. Maybe that's something I'll experiment, but I've noticed weirdly. So I wear an Apple watch now, uh, and I have like a timer. Every time I'm, I've started like where I'm like, okay, you know, I'm done with my coffee. I'm done like fooling around. Now it's like time to get uh, like some things done productively. 
I literally just run a 25 minute timer every like, you know, I have like, you know, you know how you have the timer functionality on the watch. I just literally run anything I'm doing. It doesn't matter. I just always run a 25 minute timer. Something about it. There's something about it because that awareness of time, because usually what plans up happening is when you're working on something, you might get caught in a tangent and you might go down a different direction only to realize two hours later, I'm like, oh crap, I got to like finish this task, right? Mm -hmm. I think that gentle reminder every 25 minutes of saying, hey, this is your unit of work for the day. And you've basically either not gotten anything done or you've gotten something done helps sort of like keep you motivated enough to get stuff done, right? And I think there's some beauty about it. And also like, you know, with the Pomodoro timers, like every, I think they say after every Pomodoro, take a five minute break or like a two minute break. It's it's just, it allows you to keep going versus like, you know, crashing and burning. Uh, you were going to say something, but yeah. Yeah, no, I was agreeing with you because what I was going to say is that the the timer functionality, this is my theory, is the timer functionality of the Pomodoro is a forcing function of Parkinson's law. For those that are not familiar, Parkinson's law is the adage that says work will expand to fill the time that is allotted for its completion. If you time box something, which is what a Pomodoro is doing, it puts psychological pressure on you, which some people might see goes bad, but it does put some pressure on you. So you don't have that two hour situation happening of like, oh, I've been working on this two hours. I got to get this done in 15 minutes. If you give yourself 26 minutes or 25 minutes to get it done, and it really only takes you 20 you're probably going to get it done. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like it work expands to fill or reduces, right? So Yep, Parkinson's uh, law. If, in a, you know, this was one of my ideas actually for like a watch app where I'm like, you know what, I just, when I, I want to be able to say, okay, my work time has started every 25 minutes buzz every, and you know, like we just do it automatically so I don't have to like manually do it. I don't know how, mm -hmm. like, yeah, how, how, the ladder, how that'll end up working, but I noticed that there's some level of efficiency that it brings and awareness in having those timers. Mm -hmm. uh, but equally, another point you mentioned that I want to also uh, make sure we highlight is, after say you plan to get four tasks done, if you get those done, celebrate that, right? Like take yes. the time to say, you know what? I wanted to get four things done. I'm done with those four things. The rest of the day, I get to do what I want. I think that's the other trap that some people fall into. And, you know, I'm again, speaking out of experience where you realize, okay, I'm productive and now I got to run my entire life the entire day with this thing. So, okay, let's pull the next task. What am I supposed to do? Okay, let's get it done. Okay, what's the next task? You don't have to do it that way. Plan properly to get three or four things done, what your next mm -hmm. tasks are, get it done. And then, you you know, go for a walk, enjoy like, you know, <laughs> the daylight outside, you know, like go with mm -hmm. a family member or loved one for a walk or something. Make sure you do that because that's how you can keep sustaining that progress, right? That was, again, something that I didn't realize that I realized much later, but yes. I'm like, get it done. And then you, your system should be able to like pull you up tomorrow, right? Like when you come back tomorrow, you're going to know your next task. Stop worrying about like having to do the next task, right? You've already done that. Like you've taken the time to process and think through that, rely on that system, right? But also take the time to like give yourself that space and celebrate that win. That was something that I found was really powerful. The other thing you mentioned is rebalancing the board. I love that. I love that idea of saying like, okay, hey, you have all these things. And that was the similarity that I found in our systems. Uh, you said you do it like, uh, you started with Wednesdays and then you found out Mondays is a better day to do the rebalancing where you're like, hey, take an assessment of what needs to be done and like, you know, deprioritizing or prioritizing. Yeah, I have, I actually, I, I, uh, I do all my scheduling on Monday 
and then I was going to rebalance on Wednesday or Thursday. And then what I've, I have found is that I'm having to rebalance almost every day. So I, I have to figure out my cadence and then I, then I think I'll be able to get back to rebalancing in a few days from my initial scheduling. That's yeah. That's so interesting. Cause that's exactly what I was going to ask. I found myself rebalance my, uh, my, uh, equivalent board almost every day. And that's one of the reasons I love task warrior, right? Because it's all just command line, I actually have a very simple script. And I mean, this isn't anything funky, right? Like this is literally, I need to know few points. Like, you know, one thing is like, hey, what were the tasks that I was supposed to do that aren't done yet? You know, can mm-hmm. I do this now or not, right? Like, so a context, am I in the right context? You know, is there a bunch of tasks that are due or overdue? You know, mm-hmm. is there a bunch of tasks that I tasks that I thought were high priority that I haven't started Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, if there are tasks that I've uh, decided, I just added to my inbox that are dangling, right? Like that need some kind of like where it was just a sporadic thought and I'm not yet sure where it fits, you know? Uh, and this is where I think your parameter might help where it's like it makes that process easy. But I have a script and literally it just bunches these tasks together. That's the beauty that I like with Task Warrior. It's really flexible and allows, I can, you know, it's, I, I maybe I'll try to post a screenshot of this, but having a quick bird's eye view of that helps me rebalance so quickly, right? Because I'm like, I just run this thing and I'm like, oh yeah, those are the things, but these are the next tasks. Okay, we're good. Let's go, right? Uh, versus, oh shit, like I yeah, I need to, you know, renew my, um, renew my driver's license. If I don't do that, I'm not going to be able to drive. Okay, you know what? I need to bump down and bump up something. And, you know, let's swap those tasks in. It mm-hmm. just allows me to sort of modify that and say like, hey, there's a period where I'm like, okay, this is an extremely important project. I cannot drop the ball. Let me add all the tasks that are for this project. Let's surface it in my rebalancing time. You know, mm-hmm. um, That's one thing that I found that rebalancing of the board is also equally important. I think also that goes back to a GTD methodology, right? Like where you want to like retrospect or like reflect. I think that is so important as well in like keeping your system in place. Uh, so that was one thing I wanted to mention. The other thing with Task Warrior, some specifics is, you know how I mentioned the SQL querying and all that? The beauty with yeah. Task Warrior is everything is maintained in a task file, like in a, in a TXT file. So that's the beauty oh, okay. of it. When you look at the program, it's like it functions like this beautiful app that has like all kinds of crazy SQL querying, but it literally all runs on a text file. That's the beauty of it. That's why I like it because it's transportable, right? That's the other problem I found with certain systems where if I create something in the system, it just inevitably becomes really difficult for me to transport from one system to another. This Mm -hmm. say for some reason, the task, I mean, it's open source and it's a very well-maintained tool, right? It's actually written in C or C++, I forget. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. And it a lot of really smart people have put thought into this. So the API is also really fluid and beautiful. But that's like, you know, we, maybe like in one of our future productivity episodes, we yeah. can talk about just that. But th- what I wanted to bring out is the beauty is it's all text files. So I it, it runs the program on your entire text file, but because it's in C or C++, it's so fast, it looks like it's actually querying against a database, you know? That's and so, wild. yeah, if I decide tomorrow, you know what? Uh, screw this, I'm going to like take my tasks. It's a text file. I literally open the text file. I can see all my tasks, right? Like all the information that I wanted is all available and readily transportable. That was one of the things that I loved. The other last point I wanted to bring is like, you know how you mentioned about Evernote and having like your knowledge board. I've, I found that I also had that similar task. Cause again, like with task warrior, like, you know, 
the question is, well, how do I attach images and like all that kind of information, right? You can't, you cannot attach images to this system. You need a different tool. And part of me was like, well, I also need something that manages that. But eventually I realized that there was one big change. I'm not sure if you know, but with the latest iOS and also like with Android now, the OCR uh, recognition is insane yeah. right now. It is so it's good. good. So what I found myself doing is I don't even use a tool. I literally just take photos. Like, you know, oh, I love writing much like you. I love the process of actually writing. And so what I do is some days I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to write this out. If I have a note or if I think through some process, I'm just going to write all my notes down on a, a paper like a moleskin. Uh, there's also another very good uh, journal uh, book called, I'm not pronouncing right. It's like this German German uh, to a uh, German book. It's, it's like a moles. Uh, Moleskine or Moleskine replacement because mm -hmm. Leichturm 1917. <laughs> I'll put a link, <laughs> but it's very similar to Moleskine. But anyway, you know, I love writing on that book because uh, I just like the physical process of writing. I write it, take all the time, do all my notes. You know, I was recently like, you know, just researching on coroutine. So I just like, whatever, I'm going to write my notes down. I take a photo, it goes into my photos app and I never worry about it. You know why? Because the next time I'm like, well, what was all the stuff that I know about coroutines? I just mm -hmm. open my phone, do a global search for coroutines, and bam, you know what happens? All my text, my notes that have right coroutines that I've typed, it's there. Even more insane, any photos that have the word coroutines inside them also show up. And I think this is new with iOS 15 on the, uh, uh, on the iPhone, but I think Google has had that maybe for some time. Google Photos probably has that, I don't remember, but that's just changed my life because now I don't have to worry about using another tool. I just take a photo of it. And I know if I need to search for something, I just search for it. It's a photo. So where would I search? Okay. Just search for it in photos or I don't even have to do that. You know, with the spotlight search, I search and it's available there. That just changed the game a lot in terms of having to like, you know, the, the, the other problem I had was I wanted one tool to fit everything. And I realized I'm trending more towards what you're doing, which is like, no, there's some tools are just really good at doing certain things. So just do that. Like, you know, keep that there. Don't feel the need to like sort of conflate everything together. Yeah. What are your thoughts about that? This, uh, the Task Warrior thing really reminds me of a blog post I read. I'm looking at it now. It's in 2009. I'll put it in the show notes. It's by Gina Trapini, who is the founder of Lifehacker. Lifehacker. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. And yeah. Um, it's a, it's a, the blog post is titled to do.txt. CLI manages your tasks from the command line. Right, right. <laughs> and uh, I remember reading that back in the day and uh, I'd never installed the script that she provided to do that, but it sounds very similar, but even way more powerful. I wouldn't even be surprised if it was, Task Warrior was based on some of the readings of this blog post. It seems yeah. it's very similar. It, but I, yeah, I don't know if it's based on it, but like it's exactly what you're saying. Take, I've also tried to do .txt, <laughs> as okay. you probably have not been surprised. Uh, but this is that on steroids, basically. That's what I think, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is so much better because the API is so much more fluid. One of the problems I found with todo.txt is it requires, like, and maybe this has changed. So, yeah, this is quite, like, yeah, quite a few years back. Like, I'm talking <laughs> eight, nine years back, right? Uh, part of the problem with todo.txt is the burden of using the tool in the right way is on you. So you need to write your task and have the right format and, you know, have... That yeah. process was a little painstaking. I know they added plugins for certain note uh, taking uh, note editing tools, but 
that's where I felt it fell through for me because I'm like, well, at a certain point, this is really tedious. I have to, like when I want to just write it, like right now, create a task. I don't want to think about how to write the task. I just want to write it and get it, file it right away. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you can say, oh, well, if you get conversant with the tool, like eventually it'll make sense. Well, I just never found that time. With Task Warrior, like the API is so intelligently thought through. It's like almost like I, I want to talk about Task Warrior separately as just a pr- software uh, tool because the API is beautiful. They've thought through so many subtle, beautiful things. And, you know, Task Warrior is literally task add. And if I add in, like, you know, if I add my stuff there, it's just very intelligent about parsing the right things in the way that I want it, you know? Just there. Yeah. Uh, so that was like the difference. But yeah, yeah. You're right. Todo.txt, I guess, is the same concept where, like, let's keep it transportable in you know a format that we understand. Yeah, it's interesting. The whole this whole thing around personal knowledge management, which is what I'm going to keep mm-hmm. grouping it under, is I think it's important because there's so much information that we have to. I mean, I don't know what the the stats are, but I remember reading some crazy number about how many pieces of information we see every day. It's you know in the tens of thousands mm-hmm. that we see that we have to process. And knowing what to do with the information you want to keep so you can find it and recall it is is key and critical, especially as developers, because like you said, we might be, you know, we might be writing code one day that's using Jetpack Compose. The next day I'm over in serverland writing Python or Ruby. And, you know, I know there was something I had to do before, but where is that information I could find it? And having some type of system to do it and understanding the right tools is uh is paramount. So hopefully mm-hmm. All of everything we've talked about today, which has been a tremendous amount of information, has, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. can help help a lot of people. We got a, a lot of show notes here we'll add. So I don't know if I really have anything else to add to it. I mean, keep beating the same drum, but uh, it's important to manage your information appropriately. Yeah, yeah. The knowledge management system is again something that's very interesting. I know there's a resurgence. Like it's there's a lot of interesting yeah. tools, like mm-hmm. I mentioned, Rome, Obsidian that do this. Uh, Andy Matushak, who's like this famous programmer has this, I think it's called Evergreen or something. So it's, again, a similar tool where I just have my notes and it's like an online brain where it makes it easy enough to link notes too. So like, you know, every time, I think it's like, yeah, similar to what you're saying, right? Like if I need to find something, I just am easily able to find this and all the related stuff. But yeah, we've, I think this is like a major, like a load of information. I'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm glad I talked to you because I also see similarities and I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm very curious to see how your system evolves and like you know once you perfect your system <laughs> uh i'd love to know more if folks are also like interested by the way like yeah, if people are interested in this and they want us to dive into like some aspect if you want to know mm-hmm. more about a specific system or tool or how we use that tool just like yeah hit us up on twitter or the comments because yeah yeah we, we just want to like yeah don and i talk about this all the time offline and we're like hey you should do an episode about this too so yeah, tell us about what interests you or piques your interest and we can follow up. Yeah, even if it's uh, if it's productivity or just anything in general that's, you know, we are, mm-hmm. Kaushik and I are developers and, and technologists at heart, but, you know, we also have regular lives too. That, and, <laughs> and so having, so you know, this is how we've managed to do some other things in life can also be useful to hear those experiences. So if you have any questions, feel free to ask and we'll do the best to address them. Yeah. If people want to ask those questions, what's the best way to do this now, Don? The best way to get a hold of me is going to be through um, Twitter or Instagram, and that's going to be at Don Felker on both platforms. But what if folks want to get a hold of you and ask you similar questions? How can I find you? 
Uh, same. Twitter and Instagram is good. Uh, Kaushik Gopal, my full name, all one word, is where I've managed to get that handle. Uh, yeah, but also I, the other place is like on my website. I tried. I'm starting to get back and post more stuff on my website. Oh, nice. So yeah, folks can look at that to see if there's anything that I'm up to that's interesting. That's cool. Thanks for listening, folks. And Don, it was good to do this. I can't wait to like chat with you again. That was great, man. Thanks for coming back on the show. I'm sure everyone's going to enjoy it. I know I did. <laughs> All right. Have a good one, folks. We will catch you in the next one. Thanks for listening, everybody. Before you get going, don't forget to check out my free course on Git. This is going to be the course that shows you everything that you need to know in order to get started. It is the 80-20 of Git. You'll learn the 20% of commands that are gonna give you well over 80% of the benefit. Heck, I'd even say over 90% of the benefit. In fact, these are the commands that I use every single day and I rarely step out of these boundaries. To learn more and to watch the course, you can go to donfelker.com git or just go to donfelker.com YouTube and check it out there for free. I really hope you enjoy it. That's it for the show, folks. Fragmented is hosted by Don Felker and me, Kaushik Gopal. We edit and produce all the episodes here on Fragmented. You can find more Fragmented episodes at fragmentedpodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you in the next episode.